Hello and welcome to this Higher Facilities podcast. My name is Coral Putrell. I'm a solicitor in the education team here at Harris and Clark Rigby's. I am delighted to be joined by my colleague Emma Swan, who's a partner and head of academies here in our team at Harris and Clark Rigby's. Emma, would you like to give some information on your background and your experience? Yes, of course. Thank you. So within our education team here, we advise schools day to day. So we're often working with schools, maintain schools, say, who are thinking about converting to academy status or existing multi-academy trusts are looking to expand. We're also advising on the pure education issues. So I'm thinking here, emissions, exclusions, of course, parental complaints, safeguarding, and often SEN, so particularly where schools are now looking at challenging, unsuitable placements. Alongside that, we support schools with commercial agreements and making sure that the agreements that are in place are compliant and robust. Great, thank you ever so much, Emma. So the focus of today's podcast is higher facility agreements. Um, In the current climate, schools are increasingly looking at different avenues to raise funds, one of which is hiring out facilities via a higher facilities agreement. Emma, why is now a good time for schools to be looking at their higher facility agreements? Uh, that's, That's a good point. So why I would suggest at the moment schools would be well advised to revisit any existing agreements they have in place is because I'm sure many schools will be familiar, of course, that Kishi was updated in September. That contained a number of important obligations and requirements that schools need to be aware about when they're hiring out their facilities. Um, If your school did update the agreements then, that, of course, that was very good. But the DfE, in its wisdom, decided to then introduce some non-statutory guidance only a few weeks later. And that guidance is focused on essentially on the responsibility of hirers. So where school facilities are being used, say, for you know, after-school clubs. That guidance um, came out and it does include quite a number of important new requirements. So if there was a time to revisit and update your high facilities agreement, now will probably be the time to do it. Great. So what are the key things as a starting point that you would flag for schools to include in their agreements other than those provisions relating to safeguarding? Oh, no, that's that's a fair question because, of course, in the guidance, in the recent guidance, the updates are very much focused on safeguarding. But what I should say is that your core agreement itself has to make sense commercially. So it has to contain the standard boilerplate clauses that may not be very exciting, but they are important. So I'm thinking here in terms of making sure your agreement is watertight in terms of payment provisions, length of term, termination provisions, liability, and force measure, which of course, not many people used to talk about, but post COVID, that's increasingly important to have a solid force measure 
uh, provision within within your core agreements. So those are the other areas that I would always flag up. Um, what we do see from time to time are very, should we say, brief agreements that that may come across that are that have been in place in some schools, and they probably won't be at all sufficient to cover off all the core provisions that should be in there to best protect your school. Great. So those are some really key fundamentals to have in an agreement. Moving back to the safeguarding specific provisions, what are the school's obligations in relation to safeguarding that they should be aware of when putting in place higher facility agreements? Right. So what I would say for the school is that it's really important that as a school, you follow your own safeguarding policies. So even in situations where you, you can say, oh, but the hire has got their own safeguarding policies to follow and they're doing this and they're making reports. What is absolutely key is that even though it may not be children who attend your school, who are you know, at, at a provision after school, you still have an obligation as a school to make sure you follow your own safeguarding policies. And for example, if you are informed of any incidents, then you have to follow through on those duties to, for example, inform LADE. So that I think is probably the key starting point. Alongside that, it's for um, your school to make sure all of the obligations that are now placed on the hirer are translated and are included within your higher facilities agreements. And I think in particular, you need to make sure that in situations where something does go wrong and there is a breach, there is ultimately that power within the agreement to allow your school to terminate the agreement. So if the hire has breached any of the safeguarding um, provisions within the agreement, then you must have an ability as a school to say, right, now we're immediately bringing the agreement to an end. Great, thanks Emma. Um, so those are the school's obligations. What about the hirer? What should schools be expecting of hirers in these agreements? Right, there, so there are quite a number of obligations. I think probably as a starting point, what I would flag up are obligations that relate to staff. So some of them you will of course um, expect, um, so the hirer should be making sure that staff have appropriate checks. So of course, DBS checks in place. Um, the hire should also make sure that they have in place appropriate safeguarding training for staff. And what was interesting in the new updates, um, there must also be appropriate health and safety training now put in place. There's also a specific requirement now for hirers to make sure they mon regularly monitor and review staff to ensure that they are well suited and have the skills for their role. Now, in addition to that, um, so a few other points that I would just flag up as well, a hire should conduct its own risk assessment. And as part of that, they need to review and update that annually and also monitor if the risk assessment, monitor it, if that's effective. Alongside that, there are, there are other obligations that it's important just to make sure these are included within your high facilities agreement. So I'm thinking of things like the hire must um, liaise with the school on any safeguarding issues. And I think it's just one of those 
what can seem like a little phrase that you can read in the guidance and think, oh yes, of course, of course we would do that. But it is important that is, that's an obligation that should be included within the agreement so you can make sure in all appropriate circumstances, the hire is, is doing that and is liaising appropriately as they should be with your school. There's obviously a lot for schools to consider and take on board. How can schools ensure that these really important requirements are covered off appropriately? So what I would say is now's the time to revisit your high facilities agreement. Um, we are certainly well placed to be able to support your school if that will be helpful and to go through and either review the agreement, the existing agreement that you have in place, or we can help you with providing templates that we can make specific for your individual school. Um, alongside that, I would also suggest that you have um, essentially a checklist in place just so you can go through as a school and check off the key obligations and make sure that you have, for example, asked for a copy of the HIRA's safeguarding policy and that has been, that has been checked. Thank you, Emma. That's all really, really helpful information. And it's clear that it's absolutely key for schools to have a robust higher facilities agreement in place to make sure that they are complying with all of our obligations in respect of safeguarding. So if you have any questions or would like any support with your school's facilities agreements, please feel free to get in touch via our website. <laughs>